0: Hello everyone and welcome to the January 26th edition of WorkCop Academy Weekly News. I'm Eric Law, an attorney with Floyd, Scarron & Kelly. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our litigation report. Lawyers have agreed to delay the public corruption trial of former State Senator Ron Calderon and his brother until next August. Prosecutors and defense lawyers filed a stipulation in Los Angeles federal court To postpone the May 19 trial because they need to review about 280,000 pages of evidence, the Montebello Democrat has pleaded not guilty to accepting $100,000 in cash bribes, trips, and dinners in exchange for pushing workers' compensation legislation and a film industry tax credit scheme that was actually an FBI sting. His brother. 60-year-old Thomas Calderon, a former lawmaker turned lobbyist, has pleaded not guilty to laundering bribes through a tax-exempt group and consulting company he operates. 57-year-old Ron Calderon was one of three Senate Democrats suspended last year because of felony charges. Michael Drobot, head of the now-defunct Pacific Hospital of Long Beach, pleaded guilty last year to federal charges related to his role in a medical fraud scheme that authorities say may be the largest of its kind in California history. Drobot has told officials that he bribed Ron Calderon in order to keep the labor code provisions that made it possible to seek inflated reimbursements for spinal hardware. And now our fraud report. The California Department of Justice was one of five law enforcement agencies investigating a Los Angeles pill mill medical clinic that led to the arrest of five suspects. A federal grand jury issued a 33-count indictment against an alleged narcotics trafficking ring in which illegal prescriptions were sold for a flat rate of $500 at the now-closed South Fork Medical Clinic in Los Angeles. The drugs obtained with those prescriptions included oxycodone and hydrocodone and were shipped to Texas for sale on the black market. Those arrested include 39-year-old Jagiel Gillespie of Houston, the operator of South Fork, and alleged ringleader. Gillespie is also charged with using fake identities and fraudulent driver's licenses to fill prescriptions at Los Angeles area pharmacies. Gillespie faces up to 149 years in federal prison if convicted. Also arrested was 63-year-old Dr. Madhu Garg of Glendora, the medical doctor who wrote prescriptions at South Fork, allegedly without any medical necessity. Garg issued more than 10,000 prescriptions with nearly 80% of those for hydrocodone or alprazolam over a 15-month period. In addition to drug counts, Garg is charged with money laundering for allegedly right-wiring money obtained from the drug conspiracy to an account in Kuala Lumpur. According to records at the California Medical Board in 2011, Garg was a partner with Southern California Permanente Medical Group and worked at Kaiser-Baldwin Park Medical Center, West Covenham Medical Offices, practicing family medicine. She reported for work in October 2011 and was asked to undergo drug testing as she appeared to be out of it. The results of that drug test were positive for amphetamines, methamphetamines, and hydrocodone. Medical board records also reflect that she claims to have also practiced occupational medicine. These and other allegations led to the revocation of her medical license in late 2013. 23-year-old Diane Nunez of Long Beach, who oversaw day-to-day operations at South Fork, was also arrested along with 45-year-old Daniel Clay of Houston, who allegedly shipped controlled substances from Southern California to Texas. 56-year-old Ray Steven Benton from Baldwin Hills was arrested and is allegedly a capper who recruited patients. Benton is also charged with firearms offenses and with using fake identities and fraudulent driver's licenses to fill prescriptions at Los Angeles-area pharmacies. Two other suspects named in the indictment are currently being sought by authorities. Prosecutors say Los Angeles is a major source of the deadly and addictive prescription drugs that are diverted to street sales across the western United States. Fifty-four-year-old Isidro punk Pacoima was sentenced to three years in state prison and agreed to pay more than $133,000 in restitution to multiple victims. Santillana, an insurance broker at the time, embezzled over $100,000 from clients, pocketed premium money, and created phony documents to cover his tracks. He pleaded no contest to two felony accounts of grand theft and multiple acts of embezzlement. The Department of Insurance launched an investigation after receiving complaints about the sale of commercial auto, general liability, and workers' compensation insurance and bonds. Some of his victims discovered canceled checks that exceeded the cost of the insurance policy they had agreed to purchase. Investigators said that Santillan cashed checks for his own personal use instead of sending them to the insurance companies. Santillan attempted a cover-up by providing both falsified and legitimate certificates of insurance and premium finance agreements. In some instances, he allegedly made partial premium payments, but the policies were later canceled due to lack of full payment. This case was prosecuted by the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office Consumer Protection Unit. A Los Angeles County probation officer has been arrested and charged with two counts of workers' compensation insurance fraud after allegedly altering medical documentation. 41-year-old Raymond Milton, who is assigned to a juvenile detention camp as a deputy probation officer, was arrested and posted bail the next day. The probation department has been cracking down on insurance fraud and employee conduct. Senior Probation Director Jennifer Kaufman said that within the last year, the department added a special projects team comprised of four supervisory level investigators. These investigators are specially trained to recognize the signs of workers' compensation and medical fraud. The Santa Barbara County District Attorney announced the arrest of local business owner Alberto Rodriguez, his wife Maria Rodriguez, and Byron Duran. Rodriguez and his wife own companies known as United Seal Coating, Slurry Seal Inc., United Paving, and Santa Barbara Barbara Paving. Duran is a longtime employee of the company. The plaint alleges 42 felony counts, which include violations of the California Unemployment Insurance Code, workers' compensation premium fraud, fraudulent denial of workers' compensation benefits, and wage theft. The three suspects were arrested by detectives from the California Department of Insurance along with members of local law enforcement. The arrest was the result of an investigation by the California Department of Insurance Fraud Division, the Santa Barbara County District Attorney's Office, the Franchise Tax Board, the Employment Development Department, and the Division of Labor Standards Enforcement. And in medical news, Portable x-ray services are becoming more popular as patients seek medical care in familiar surroundings. Proponents say home x-ray services help frail patients avoid difficult and potentially hazardous trips to hospitals. Other patients seek in-home providers out of convenience. Some celebrities seek home-based services to avoid paparazzi and unwanted attention. Patients must have a doctor's prescription for an x-ray or for an ultrasound exam, which can also be done at home. Companies are charging about $300 for a visit for patients with health insurance. But portable x-ray machines, while convenient, may be less accurate. Professors at the Department of Radiology at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital in Philadelphia said they would not recommend in-home x-rays for mobile patients. They claim the quality of those images is usually not very good. If you compare the quality of those kinds of studies with the quality of a study that was performed in a hospital in a radiology department or in a private radiology office, there is going to be no comparison. If a portable x-ray is absolutely necessary because of the patient's clinical condition, then it's justifiable. Also, as the portable x-ray market grows, State and federal regulations for radiation protection must be followed. There needs to be appropriate precautions so that other people in the house are not exposed. Medical treatment reimbursement schemes continue to evolve over time. Decades ago, health practitioners were, were paid for procedures no matter how well they worked. The more procedures one was able to accomplish over time resulted in more revenue This was a disincentive for quality, and a huge incentive for simple quantity. Today, the emphasis is moving in the direction of higher payment for better outcomes. Larger employers are developing outcome-based networks, not only for workers' compensation, but for their group health as well. They're contracting directly with the healthcare networks to ensure that their workers receive the best medical care and are trying tying compensation to outcomes. Employers are also recognizing the importance of mental health to wellness. This evolving healthcare model is tied directly to a viewpoint on disability management. More employers are realizing the importance of managing all disability, not just that associated with workers' compensation claims. This integrated disability management model is purportedly the future of claims administration. Employers who retain risk on the workers' compensation side usually do the same thing with non-occupational, short-term, and long-term disability. Coventry advertises the most recent addition to its suite of network offerings. An outcomes-based network program aimed at identifying workers' compensation providers who have been statistically shown to contribute to effective patient outcomes and controlled claims costs. Sedgwick also embarked on a mission to create a truly outcomes-based network solution. A company, White Paper, provides details of its approach. Liberty Mutual has outcomes-based networks in 15 states, including California. Yet others are not convinced that this new payment model will deliver as promised. Aaron E. Carroll, a professor of pediatrics who writes a column for the New York Times, said after reviewing the medical literature in 2014 that pay for for performance in the US and UK has brought disappointingly mixed results. He claims that sometimes even large incentives don't change the way doctors practice medicine, but even when they do, clinical outcomes don't improve. Critics say that pay pay for performance is a technique borrowed from corporate management where the main outcome of concern is profit. Responding to public backlash to managed care in the 1990s, California healthcare plans and physician groups developed a set of quality quality performance measures and public report cards. Emerging in 2001 is the California pay for performance program. This is now the largest pay-for-performance program in the country. Financial incentives based on utilization management were changed to those based on quality measures. And in other news, Workers' Compensation Judge Pamela A. Pulley has been appointed to the position of presiding judge at the Santa Ana District Office of the Workers' Compensation Appeals Board. Judge Pulley received her undergraduate degree from Northwestern University and her law degree from the University of Connecticut School of Law. She began her career as an associate attorney with the Cantrell Green Firm in Long Beach for 10 years between 1991 and 2001. She was then an associate attorney with Prindle, Decker, and Amaro for four years until 2005. She has been a workers' compensation administrative law judge after 2005 until her current appointment as the presiding workers' compensation judge. That's all our news and events for this week. Please check our website daily for news updates, past editions of our news, and much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, iPad, iPod, or Android device by searching for the WorkComp Academy with your podcast software. Again, I'm Eric Law, an attorney with Floyd, Scarin and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today, and drop by again next week for more news.